It is Friday the 18th of November 2016 and this is episode 297 of Digital Outbox. Hello, we're back. It's been a while, but I am here. Chris, your host, and Ian's here as well. Hello, Ian. Good evening, Chris. We've had a bit of a bad run, haven't we? Bit of illness, bit of Japan, bit of um, other stuff going on. But, you know, harms. But such is life. We're still here. We're still going. Just about. Still alive. (laughs) Just about. Um, And obviously, it's been a little while, so we've got a lot of potential stuff we could cover. (laughs) Um, But in in some ways, it's nice in that we can just quickly skip down quite a lot of it, because I'm sure... um, our discerning listeners will have heard a lot of this stuff that's been going on. So um, Microsoft did put on a really good event um, a little while back now. Obviously feels like old news, really. But they're, um, they covered off some really good stuff and the direction of the company seemed really positive. And, and we will also talk about the Apple event uh, briefly tonight as well. And I think people have kind of said Microsoft won this battle <laughs> between these two events, which... Who knew? Um, so what did Microsoft cover off? Well, they covered off... They're going to release a new version of Paint. How exciting. How many years has that been? Lots. Uh, but this one's going to be 3D Paint. And actually, uh, their kind of 3D integration seemed to be a kind of ongoing theme with this whole event. And they kind of showed how you could use your phone to just take pictures of objects and then you could bring them into the uh, the new kind of Paint and, and manipulate them in 3D. And they want, they want to turn 3D into the new kind of... Um, document make it easy to work with and send to people and work with and interact with and stuff like that um but yeah 2d paint and 3d paint update whoop yeah and and as you said they are they are doubling down on hololens and and vr and and windows 10 running through all that product line so uh, yeah, and, and they've talked about it. Though. A new version of Windows 10 is coming in the next, in spring, um, called Creators Edition or something like that. So it's got all these additional features and availability, and, and basically it's designed around their new products. So uh, VR headsets, they've said they're working with partners to try and start delivering headsets at $299, which is pretty low price point. And these are going to be sort of integrated headsets, a bit more like the kind of phone headsets that we have now, but I'm guessing they're going to come with an actual screen uh, and a bit of processing power in there. Um, but don't be surprised when they do the teardowns and really they're just old Microsoft phones with they're reusing all the screens that they bought. Um, is that cynical? No, I don't, but I think that's where that market's going to go. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, uh, if you slap a, a, an iPhone or a Galaxy into one of the headsets, and, you know, like they, like they... I mean, even Google Cardboard's pretty amazing. Yeah. And, and you whack it into a proper headset and suddenly it's amazing. And the thing is, you, know, you, 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 you do Google Cardboard and then you try Gear VR. And yep. it's that next step up, and then you put a, yep. a Vive on, and and you can see the the, the, the massive difference between the three. Yep. But that's that's going to change quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. And actually, if if you can have a, a headset which takes in a different screen when those get updated, that's an easier thing to update than it is to keep updating a whole headset. Yes. Uh, so, mm, so maybe one day that'll take over. Um, but yes, they're working with a lot of partners, including some big big names on on getting some cheap headsets out there. Obviously, again, on this three D route, uh, player created esport tournaments. So next year they're going to let that. Uh, they they announced um, a while back now, um, sort of Microsoft controlled 
gaming tournaments arena as they call it i think um, but they're going to open that up to uh everyday users to go and get themselves set up with their own um tournaments if they want which will be interesting just to see how that if that takes off they clearly think there's enough there to do it so yeah we've had games in the past that have created their own kind of little mini leagues that you could use inside of the games i think fifa did it at one point as well um, FIFA, FIFA, but yeah fifa did it um, we tried it with forza <laughs> at one point but i think there were some games as well that actually integrated it in so you could actually go and yes. create your own thing i can't remember exactly and even i mean we're, uh, myself and paul are still playing the golf club um, and yep. what what that is is a kind of web-based um, it's kind of worked around it, but the developers have given access, you know, to all the kind of API to the website, so they can actually do some really powerful integration. So they know when somebody's cheating, for example. Yes. They know they got the, if I put the score up. Because initially, the score was just done in trust, and they had people going away and checking. And it's now all automated. That you know, if I put my score in, and 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 you could you could say, well, why don't you? Why don't they just automate it? But they want to replicate the real golf where you know you're signing your cards. Yeah, quite, and that's, quite, it's actually, yeah, I'd still quite like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I make a mistake, I get I get booted out of the tournament. You know, so yep. there's see, I I quite like that. <laughs> so yeah, so this this will bring those possibilities to all sorts of different games, I guess, and in a more controlled way, and maybe um, uh, some exciting pros- possibilities there. But um, yeah, we'll see. Um, yes, yeah, so Windows uh, 10 Creators Update, as I've already mentioned, um, 3D everything. Basically, uh, they're going to be pushing um, VR esports. Um, they're putting people in your taskbar. So this is you're going to be able to put a certain number of your friends actually on your Windows taskbar. And then if you ever want to share uh, files or, or whatever with them or chat with them, you can just drag those files directly to their face or click on their face to talk to them. And they can send you little emotes, you know. Hello. I, and I actually thought that looked quite a nice yeah, idea. Nice little touch. Yeah. For for the number, yeah. So for and and in a work environment, that can be your close colleagues or whatever. It's just yeah, it, it felt like a nice addition. Yes. Um, the surface, um, the surface book. They've so they're up upgrade to their sort of Microsoft Surface laptop. Um, look nice, increase in power and everything else as you might expect. Um, squeezed into the same shell, so nothing really changes from the outside, but got more beef on the inside and, and just a little aside on that Shaq got some hands-on time not with this one but the the older version the previous one yeah and um initially wow but then actually quite clunky to use in anger mm-hmm. um, okay the, the actual locking mechanism was all a bit of a you know it just all felt a bit of a faff and mm-hmm. um but but from a hardware perspective and design perspective it's like wow that is that is very impressive it's the, it's almost like because Apple haven't paid any attention to it, Windows are now coming back in and strength strengthening their desktop and, and laptops. It's, it's it's quite noticeable that at the moment, um, especially given this the the Surface Studio, which really caught on people's imagination. So this is a, um, a kind of all in one PC with it's got a stand that's got the actual sort of electronics and your hub for your connectivity, and then a big screen that sort of swivels um, forward and downward. So basically, you can have uh, you can have it as an upright monitor, but you can also have it as a kind of lying down massive. Uh, I guess it's a sort of tablet almost, isn't it? It's um, and they're gonna. <laughs> I'm, I don't know if you can hear that in the background, but my um, I'm looking after my aunt's dog, and she's getting a bit restless. Um, <laughs> so 
Yes, and and that they've brought in some innovations. So they've got this uh, sort of dial control which you can bring in. So you hold this thing and you can touch it onto the screen, and then it reacts and and interacts with the PC in different ways. So it can bring up menus. It can act as a scroll. It can act as swivel. It can act as zoom. It can, can do lots of different things, and that's all done via you know a, a kind of touch interface. So uh, it's adding a physical object onto that kind of touch, you know, the realm of touch. And the design of it is, is stunning. That, that was a yes. bit that, that I guess, as you said right at the start, you know, these were back-to-back events, and yep. Microsoft basically came out and said, "Creators, we're here. Uh, Apple's no longer, you know, your option." Um, but I guess the nice thing about the, the, the podcast being a bit later, the reviews came out for this this week. Um, mm. Generally, a great piece of hardware. They were a bit slightly disappointed with the actual little um, yes, surface dial, will. and mm-hmm. that, that that it never actually sat. On the screen, it kept sliding, and even yes, you saw it, people's videos as they were videoing it, it was just sliding down. And whether that's just version ones or because it seems quite a, it seems quite an obvious thing that that. And and that's where companies like Microsoft at the moment don't quite. They can never quite finish off their the vision they yes, have. No, and totally that is agree. still where Apple always. I, I say that always is not right. Nearly on their big products, they nail that kind of stuff. Yeah, they're the most you know, reliable. Um, yeah. whereas, whereas it was like and it's a bit like with the Surface Pros where you know, there's, there's this constant issue about fans and battery and it still seems mm-hmm. to be kind of, you know, we've got a, a, a lot of them at work and I, I know when something in the room is using a Surface yes, yeah, the, you hear, the, just hear this fan and you're just like, oh come on <laughs> it's ridiculous um, but, the, but the, it was just a, I guess it's just a whole and, and the nice thing about it was kind of like just after the event next day day after there was like the guy that does Penny Arcade who had in the past criticised the Surface Pros and and was involved in you know here's what I'd want and here's how the palm detection should work and it should be a lot more fluid and the pen should be a mm-hmm. lot more accurate and he had been invited to Microsoft and he'd seen a prototype version and then you know was called it a couple of times and then he's had the device for a week you know so he was obviously allowed to you know play with it and then blog about it and again, he's he's drawn his his, his cartoon strips on it, and mm-hmm. and again for that creator audience, it just yeah. looks wow. And, and then and the only other criticism is it's going to just take a while for hardware, uh, sorry for software to, you know, take yes, advantage to, of the hardware to make most of it. And yeah, and the fact that it's a shrinking market at the moment, so they have to grow it back and get people back into the idea of you know developing good PC apps again. But but really uh, nice, really really nice looking design. It was. So the Apple event followed on, or was it before? I can't remember now. I can't remember the chronology, that word, the chronology, chronology. Yes. Um, so we they talked about Apple TV, but we're not going to talk, touch on that. It's, there's nothing there that's UK focused about it. It's just, it's a product that's it's such an annoying product. It's just sat stationary waiting for them to, to turn the eye of Sauron onto it. And one day they will, but maybe uh, they're waiting for them. I, I use Plex on it. That's that. That is basically yeah. it is my Plex client. It's just a Plex client. You could have such a cheaper Plex client. It's my Plex client, and um, yeah. and, and the only I guess, and I know I said let's not talk about it. I guess the two things to cover: Minecraft's coming to it, which is a fairly big game to come to because yeah. the game support's been limited. There's been some all right games, but they've been mostly you know good iOS games. Um, and there's this new TV app which is trying to pull everything together, but there's no Netflix or Amazon. Uh, and that not... TV app's going to be on a devices as well as the Apple TV, isn't it? Yeah, so actually, yeah. it's it's almost it's mutilating Apple TV by having a TV app on and, their devices. And, and it's coming out December, so so people have been playing with it in beta, and mm. and there is actually some positive feedback around it. Um, okay. 
uh, with a disadvantage, no Netflix or Amazon. Um, and I think, but Netflix, <laughs> Netflix, a few days later says we are we are considering it. So whether they're just looking to see, you know, is it a, is, and I guess it's back to that. I think nobody wants to give Apple the power they had with iTunes. You know, no, so, so they're, they're a bit reserved about yeah, that. Yeah, and, and Amazon so are maybe, obviously... Maybe that's why they're just stalling it, because they're saying, until we've got these deals think, in place, we're not doing it. I think Netflix it. on it, and it gives you a really strong platform. Um, Amazon's obviously quite disappointing, but they've they've got to be right now. But Apple, just, I think it was just yesterday, the day before, said they're changing their percentages round about video um, to drop it to 15%. And um, So whether that's to try and... keep Yeah, get these people interested. Yeah, in it yeah. Uh, MacBook Pro, um, big thing was the touch bar. So an OLED touch bar is going to replace the function keys. I quite like the concept behind this. It's also going to have a touch ID on that bar. Um, so you'll be able to do Apple Pay and things from your laptop. Uh, you'll be able to unlock your, your laptop from that um, touch ID. And yeah, the function, the idea being that the little screen, the function keys will change and adapt depending on what uh, application you're using. I've I've heard in in reality, it's not quite as good as it sounds in you know in theory yet. And sometimes having the function buttons was a, still in that kind of transitional period. That it's nicer to have function buttons, but um, certainly it looked like a good innovation. Um, they've increased the size of the touchpad they've put more power into a thinner volume um the keypad is the sort of second generation of their new key um i don't know what they call it butterflies whatever they underneath um so it all looked good uh you know the, the kind of normal spec ramp but they did you know rip out all of the connectors yeah <laughs> basically yeah so. everything is now thunderbolt 3 ports yeah uh, so if you've got anything you want to plug into your laptop SD card slots all gone. Uh, everything except for these few little ports. Oh, and a headphone port. Gone. No, it's there. Oh, they've left it. <laughs> okay. How inconsistent. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so you, obviously... you know why they left it? No? You know I heard this? No. No? Courage. <laughs> Courage to leave it. Um, so, yeah. So, that, so, a lot of people have obviously been bemoaning the fact that they now have to buy dongles and peripherals and new stuff to use their to just use their existing laptop and and quite rightly all the businesses have said um hey screw you apple why why the hell um apple have since said that they are going to be cutting the prices of all their sort of thunderbolt 3 and usb-c sort of stuff um towards well for the end of this year so to try and help transition but with Microsoft coming out and showing a innovative product um, that has mega connectivity via its base station, and then Apple coming and saying, "Well, we've given you a slightly thinner and a slightly, you know, more powerful thing, but we've ripped out all of our connectivity," I think it shows a, you know, a direction. And I think Apple, show, you know, giving these price cuts um, shows that they're a bit, they're a bit weak on their thought process. Because I don't think if they were, if they thought this was the right thing to do. They would have stood by it, and and also that I mean, generally this was the I think this is the the poorest the poorest received MacBook Pro that I I can think of. Um, so what have the reviews been saying? Well, but even even before then, the community reaction and the kind of straight away and in a few days after was scathing, um, and it wasn't it wasn't so much just that it wasn't so much a, a poke about the MacBook Pro. It was where's the change to the mini? Where's the iMac changes? Where's the actual Mac Pro change? 
Um, mm. And and especially from the UK community, because on the, on the day that this all happened, the new prices came out, and it was clear. It was like, wow, you know, this is these have been these have been Brexited. And sure enough, <laughs> if you looked at the mini, it it went up from three nine ninety four seven nine. Um, the iMac, the iMac 4K went from 1499 to 1449. The 5K from 1449 to 1749. Nothing changed in them. So if you bought no. a, if you bought an, an iMac that morning, and, and then and then you know looked at it that night, it was £300 pound difference. The worst was the Mac Pro. It went up £500. Pounds. This is a three-year-old computer that hasn't it's, changed. It's, 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 it's a so, disgrace. If you look at if, it, is a disgrace. If you look at the specs of that thing. The fact that they sell it and actually continue to sell it on their website is diabolical, especially at the price it's at. And, and, Unbelievable. And I can only think that means there must be some sort of update coming because see if there wasn't, kill it because it's just embarrassing. Yeah, they've. I think they've got to kill it. I think it's a bit like having... But there must be something coming. I, I, if, if I was them, because be, they've done this before, that when, the, when the big cheese grater Mac Pros were kicking around, they said, look, um, you know, something is coming, we are working on it. You know, and, and that was a kind of Tim Cook But still, even then, you would say, just stop selling it. Because if someone buys that, that's just... And the only thing it's... is, there are some there are some apps that do take, you know, so there's still... I mean, you said, how is it, the, the MacBook Pro been reviewed? And, and generally, you know, good machine, um, decent, everything works. Touch bar, maybe not as good as, as, as maybe was demo. The demo had like a DJ doing stuff on it and other bits and pieces. And some people are saying it's a bit, a bit laggy and a bit slow sometimes. And maybe it doesn't, and it comes with Touch ID, which is quite nice, you know. So that whole Touch ID to start paying for things, you know, it's interesting to see mm. that come. I can only assume, but we're going to get an iMac next year or a standalone keyboard that has that bar, because you wouldn't just put it on one laptop. You no, know, but no, it's, because it's, that's not good for developers. No, or anything, so no, we're going to have to. So, I, I, but the thing is, you know, I guess it could be a software update to the iMac to just show it on screen rather than, uh, you know, be a physical so. I don't thing. Think so. Uh, so, and I think the fact that it was something like 10, 12 days later that they said, and so one of the other things was they showed out an LG monitor and this was all, you know, um, driven, you know, so your, your MacBook Pro can drive two of these LG 5K displays. Yeah, and people were sort of kind of like, oh, look at the design. And yeah, it's not an Apple, but it looks like a great monitor, you know, and it's got all the ports mm -hmm. that you need. Um, but these were these were expensive. But the fact that like 10, 12 days later they said, hold on, until the end of the year we're going to cut, you know, twenty five percent off peripherals. Not not just Apple's, but they've obviously done deals with third party vendors. So there's some Sandisk readers that have been dropped. There's some other <laughs> devices that have been dropped. You know what their deals are. The deals are: Do you want to continue uh, to sell your products? No, you will lower them. Lower them. But, and, and, but what they've also said, they've also dropped the monitor prices. So it took twenty five percent off these monitors, and twenty five percent's not to be yeah, sniffed at. I mean, it was like you know, they did just put fifty percent on them for Brexit, though. Uh, yeah, but but they didn't do it in America. So there was there was something. I, like I'm wondering. Was, I'm wondering now now that the U, um, US uh, dollar is going to be weakening because of Trump. Yeah, does it I go wonder back? whether. Yeah, I bet it doesn't. I bet it doesn't. So it was a. It was a, I don't know, it was a, a really kind of, kind of, quite a disappointing event, really. And just two days before the event, they'd actually said, oh, and by the way, we're not rolling out AirPods. You know, so, yes, they, yes, we yeah. said back in September that this was going to be why we're, you know, we've had courage, we're dropping this, we're bringing out AirPods. But we're not ready. Uh, and there's still no word on when actually, so, so there's some rumours about a, a kind of, a really soft rollout at the end of this month, or maybe around about um, Thanksgiving. You know, so just to meet meet that kind of holiday, you know, big purchase in America. But 
seemingly small numbers, but nobody knows. And this, this, everybody used to, so everybody, the whole thing for Apple, here's an event, you can go and buy it. Here's an event, you can go and buy it. None of this, you know. Yeah, they moved away from that. But that, this is, <clears throat> I think, right, when when Apple first lost Jobs, um, as in, sorry, when he, when, he, when he died, I think we said it at the time, and everyone kind of was thinking it, how long before people start going, oh, it would have been different with Jobs around here? And as it goes, it's taken about, is it three years now? How long is that? Four years. Five. It's, it's a long. It's a long time. It's taken. It's taken a long time, but the by their very nature, everyone is a, an armchair expert um, and knows exactly how to solve Apple, right? And it means that you. So it's five years, and it's been and it's. It's. It, I'll say five years is an amazing time. I thought it. Was, I thought it would happen a lot quicker than that. Um, but it's now starting to drip, drip, drip. The reason the AirPods were probably in their their their, their, their promotionals and, their, and they've, they've talked about it at one of their shows is because they get getting criticised for never innovating and never bringing out new products. So they showed something new and innovative, but they showed it too early because they kept getting criticised for not putting anything out. Um, you know, the reason we're only seeing, you know, one product or another getting updated, you know, basically, if you listen to everyone... You never get that laser focus that you get by having someone who knows exactly where they want to go and how they want to do it, even if that is completely wrong. Uh, that's that's what jobs bring. And it's five years down the line, they have suddenly got to that point where shareholders are getting skittery, consumers are getting skittery. They're, they're not, things are changed and they don't like it. And that, like I say, everyone's an expert now. And so if you listen to too many people, you get this confusion. I think that's what's happening. Yeah, and I think I think as I said, just a disappointment that the, you do. A, I mean, the event was here's an Apple TV, and here's an hour about an hour about a MacBook Pro, and that's it. Are we? Yeah. And you're like, wow. Where? And you're thinking, you know, yeah. these other computers are starting to, you know. So yes, the iMac was only a, a year old, but it's a year old with a slightly older processor. Isn't it? You know, OS 10 hasn't seen any real big innovations. I know no. they keep bringing these bits and bobs but, to but it, but they really are bits and bobs. You know, yeah. it's and not... maybe maybe it's because it doesn't need a rewrite. Maybe it doesn't need anything. It's and, just, and there's been know. a bit of chat. You know, certainly some of the podcasts, some of the sites I've seen, there's been people saying, you know, you need to bear in mind, you wouldn't want to go to Windows, and so there is a there is a bit of kind of whiff of superiority. You say about that. The I, whole... I enjoy my Windows experience well, now. I've got well, a Windows PC now. The thing is, a Windows works, and and secondly, see if I go back to when I first moved to Mac, the Adobe apps were far better than the Windows equivalent. Yep. Now I just pay a subscription. I can go anywhere. I'd, you yeah, know, it's... And, the, and, and it's, yeah, and say I, Windows, Windows management is still better than anything. Of... Like I say, I've moved across because of, but, and, but the reason I've got a Windows PC in my house is because I wanted VR. And the only way you can do that Absolutely. is on a Windows PC. And I just think it, because it's, it's more adaptive. It, it's it's more... now slightly turning around to say, actually, probably if I, had a, a, if I had to go and tick a number of reasons, you know, for what platform I'm on. It's probably more interest in the Windows side, just probably, and, and certainly I think because we're gamers, we've got a bit of you know there's a hook there. See if see if it was just somebody you know looking for a laptop, I would still send them down the Apple route. Generally, it'll work. You don't have the virus issues, you don't have the malware I'm, issues. It just yeah, kind of works. I, I'm agreed. Laptops maybe I'm finding it harder and harder now to you know to take that. I would recommend you know an iMac, still an amazing bit of hardware, but there's better you know there's PCs that are coming out that which are just as good you know. Anyway, yeah. let's stop drilling on that. Amazon have come out with their Spotify solution. Uh, so they're kind of doing 
the ten dollars a month uh, for access to all their kind of forty million tracks. Um, they have got two other tiers there. One is for if you're a Prime member, it's uh, eight pound a month, uh, and then one is if you just if you buy their uh, one of their Amazon Echo home speakers, then you can get the subscription for three ninety nine a month. So they're trying to hook you into the hardware on that side of things. Um, and, and all reasonable. Yeah, yeah, no, all good. Forty million tracks. Um, I, I guess the other little thing just to note: this came out on the twelfth of October, and it was American only. But then on the fourteenth November, UK and Germany. So yeah, Amazon so I had all my emails usually saying, yeah. take a year mm, before. So there's quicker, yeah. This significantly quicker. So I think that just maybe shows that they're, you know, maybe getting a bit more ambitious on the, you know, when we bring something to America, we will start to you know roll this out elsewhere far the far reason quicker. they'd be doing that though is because the european market's clearly okay you know it's, it's, it's a big market um yes so more people are gonna have to pay more for microsoft office um so that's the 365 subscription is going to go up because of brexit uh, and the pound pound slump um 22 percent Yes, again so that, and that's kind of consistent across most of these price hikes that we're seeing is it's around that kind of quarter uh you know 22 to 25% sort of increases going on. And it's not, so it's not just Apple, Microsoft, like we've said before, Dell, HP, and we're seeing it across all of the food retailers. There's, yes. there's a, a consequence to our foolishness. Indeed, um, Twitter is laying off 9% of his workforce uh, just shortly after having told us that they did very well in quarter three. So their quarter three results are actually very good. They got some money. They made some money, which is good. Um, but they're also chopping some staff out um, to focus down more. Um, but but it was kind of good signs for Twitter. Um, I don't think their user base is. I think it's still fairly stagnant. But the actual they've found out how to start making some money off of that user base now. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I, I, I so I still really like Twitter, but it's it's kind of clear that I I don't know. There's just a real there's a real struggle about the company still, and and there's a lot of people. So yes, it is. I don't know. Is it a struggle about the company, or is it a struggle about the people who've invested in the company and want to see some money back? And that's their problem, Maybe, not the but, company's but, problem. But, but, but clearly, it's not growing. And, it, it, and at the same time, it is far more toxic than some other, you know, social networks. You know, it is really they've not done enough. We're going to come on to that in a minute. They've not yep. done enough to kind of you know stop that. But at the same time, I looked at some of the stuff, the reaction around Trump. That was it. It was the only place to read all that. So Facebook had some, but just nowhere near it. Twitter was a see that live news event happening and all the reactions. That's the only place. I still think mm. that's the bit that captures it all. Um, and even just some of the interactions, you know, you had like Jeff, Jeff Jarvis talking to Edward Snowden, who was confirming some stuff. And and it's like that would you you still get that access to people who are willing to give it. I know some of the, you know, some of the kind of you know, well-known tech people and also things like celebs and that are reining that back in because obviously they get so much abuse. Yep. But every so often you just get these nuggets and it's like, where else could you just go and ask, you know? Yeah, you can see a conversation happening between two people that you respect, say, and you can see that backwards and forwards and it's wow. And even you can interject and have that conversation, yeah. you know, and it, and it's just, it's just when it, when moments like that, gems. Uh, they also said they're going to kill off um, Vine, which is kind of a weird step. So they bought this uh, Vine network uh, back, it wasn't that long ago, was it? Like maybe a couple of years, three years, something like that. Um, and now they're going to sell it off. They were struggling to find a buyer for it, uh, but now that looks like they've had several offers. Well, um, th- this is weird, and I, d- and I know you've been a bit ill on your way, so you maybe missed a couple of things around this. They just came out and said, we're killing it. 
and and then a whole load of vine people were, were like, oh, you know, some people were saying, oh, well, that's all the vine people that got famous dead now, and they're like, we've already moved, we're on Snapchat, um, we're, we're on YouTube, mm. and then also a story came out, which was a year ago, because um, people were starting to, so so basically what was happening was YouTube was monetizing people, and so was Snapchat, and so was Instagram, you know, all these folk that, oh, well, you know, do a 10 second video, we'll give you 100 grand, and Vine did none of it, Twitter did none of it, so the top I don't know, it was like the top 20 or so Vine artists or whatever they're called held a meeting with Twitter and said, what you need to do is give us a million dollars each and we'll guarantee, you know, one exclusive creative video a month, blah, blah, blah. And we'll, Because the traffic was, was disappearing. And Twitter were like, no. So they're all thinking, well, that's why it's shut. And it's like, but why would you pay so much money for a platform? See, when you, see when you look at the, you know how you've got these... Um, all the sites that show you all the traffic's here, they were down at like 2 and 1%. It, it, it nosedived. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think, again, we may have said at the time, and this is n- never going to be anything other than a bubble. A six-second video is never going to be anything other I than a bubble. Totally agree. Totally agree. But the, the really weird bit, they came out and says we're killing it, and then they got offers to buy it, so they're now considering selling it. It's like, what, what are you doing? <clears throat> and it's... I mean, the other thing is, what if you've bought, if you spent to invest in this sort of six-second video, if you're going to go on with video, why not reuse that kind of name for the just why you know don't have to find doesn't have to mean a six-second video. It's just your videoing methodology or whatever. You know, I don't know, I don't know what it goes into it, but the reason they buy these things is for the to buy people up to stop competition and all that, and and it just seems you know that they never really have a plan for what they want to do with these things. But there you go. Uh, you're going to get the ability inside of Twitter to mute words and conversations. Um, so it seems like a nice thing. So you can say anytime that there's anything containing this word, I just don't want to see that tweet. Thanks very much. So it's kind of like a profanity and abuse filter. So it seems like these are kind of steps towards trying to make it a cleaner place for you if you want to filter out some of the more negative aspects and, of Twitter. And all I would um, say, finally, because I've had that with yeah. Tweetbot for about two years and I couldn't use Twitter without Tweetbot because I just... Mm-hmm. You know, so much I just do what you see. The, the only issue I have with all this, and I'm sure this is, comes into their boardroom discussions as well, is the more you're able to filter down what you do see and sanitise it all, the more you get things that are just in your own bubble and own sphere, aren't they? And, Agreed. And we are in danger on the internet of, of that that bubble and sphere causing us more and more problems it certainly causes a shock when we see reality uh, play out absolutely and and, and, there's, and i actually didn't i didn't add it in any of the show notes um because all this stuff about facebook and fake news and trump and mm. and well we show you the news that you want to see because that's what yeah. you click on and like and it was just all like because it's back to there's a filter bubble and you know so if i look at my totally. if i look at my twitter feed Everybody was shocked with Trump, and I'm not saying the whole America was shocked because clearly there's quite a lot of people voted for him. No, but that, and I but think I that is a lot to do follow, with that bubble. You know, the, someday the people, your friends, you uh, will have one opinion, and therefore you will hear and see, and also you know psychologically you tend to filter out the things that you don't agree with. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's totally um, filter bubbles have got a lot to <laughs> to answer for. Um, Uber loses the rights to call its drivers self-employed. So this was a big tribunal, um, and that tribunal has come back and said Uber needs to pay its or needs to offer its the people who are on the service of delivering the cars um, 
you know things like pensions and all those kind of things so this is big this is a big deal it's kind of been a big news in the government trying to recover this cost of self-employed people working kind of effectively full-time jobs because they lose tax from uh, employer contributions and uh, it's all this so it's called this the, the gig economy so Deliveroo is another example where you know drivers you know you can't you, you, you just it's a bit the, there's there's other service industries things like, like caring sub- yes. industries they often quite happen self-employed and things like that so it happens everywhere government are cracking down on it uber are a big easy win for them really and this tribunal has agreed that these people are not um self-employed at all they are actually employed by uber and um, uber are going to appeal clearly because it's a big <coughs> big big and deal for them whether you celebrate it or not however you want to see this all it means is uber driver is going to cost more and for a taxi black cab taxi person that's going to be great that's exactly what they want they're they're saying we can't compete on the same basis because uh you know because we have to comply with all these things um uber are sort of taking the piss and i think that's what the the courts found um they've appealed so we'll find out whether that and i know airbnb have got the same issue you know so i will love service but because they don't have to you know because i can set myself up to go and you know rent a room you don't have to go through the same you know so there's obviously people have been you know, either done or there's some health and safety issues, and it's yep. like as a hotel, I have to go and do X, Y, Z. Yes, Why? I have to make sure all these things. Are in. Yeah. So. Yes. Uh, Philip Hammond has said he's going to spend another 1.9 billion fighting cyber attacks. I don't know why 1.9 billion. I don't know why not two. Uh, Get. Um, but basically, yes, he's going to um, make sure that we're all protected. So basically, that's going to be them updating some uh, software and, and hardware. And they have said that they're also, I mean, this is such a big figure that they'll be hiding lots of stuff in there. Uh, you believe, believe me, there'll be lots of other things that's paying for. Um, but nevertheless, uh, they, they also, he did say, and I remember listening to it on the radio, that this isn't just about uh, defensive tactics. This is about offensive capability as well. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's, could... he's quoting the show notes is um, allows us to even get ourselves to defend ourselves in cyberspace and to strike back when we are attacked you know and it's again it's such it's, I mean, why not spend all of it on defence and then it doesn't matter and then you can just let them do whatever you like because they're going to bounce off um, yeah, but because yeah. clearly clearly that's if, what was it Stuxnet was the, was the thing that took oh, no, down I, I, Hundred percent. So the reason they want to do it is for a military attacks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yes, hacked. There was a massive internet outage caused by. Were you in China? Not China. Um, were, you in, were you in Hong Kong at this time? This was. Um, I can't remember where I was now, but um, I think I probably was not in Hong Kong. Anyway, I was in Tokyo. Tokyo. I, I, I just. So this was twenty first. Twenty first October. I can't remember. But anyway, <laughs> Dine went down dine the company you probably never heard of but they're massive in the old uh they they basically look after uh the dns system i think i think they're the kind of global authority and that went down by they basically had a massive denial of service attack against their systems uh and it was just apparently like one of the biggest and most widespread coming from all directions and it was Basically, they routed it back to these kind of um, internet-aware devices, things like little webcams, little security cameras, um, just loads of internet-aware devices that kind of just get shipped and then no one really ever uses them, but they connect them to the network. Completely left, riddled with holes and security, apparently, and these guys just totally made use of that and they just sent things around the internet which looked for these devices and then injected themselves in and that's it was these devices doing the the, the denial of service it was interesting somebody had retweeted somebody today and i followed his his twitter stream 
um, he picked up a little webcam, little just one of these, you know, night vision, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, and, and he knew it was a, he knew it was open. He plugged so it was a security expert in America, bought it from Amazon, thirty dollars. Um, made sure that when he set it up, that it was firewalled off all his home network. So mm -hmm. it was like, and um, within ninety seconds, it was done. So it's it just pl plugged it in, and within yeah. ninety seconds, it was getting flooded with attacks. And then it did, and you could see what it was going through. The step, it, it, it was like nineteen tweets. It showed you the different steps it goes through. Um, and then ninety seconds later, it had been done, and within another minute or two. It was then sending out hundreds of packets to go and for it to go and find other ones to infect it is uh, amazing. unbelievable. Amazing. I mean, when you get to the actual core mechanics of what's happening, it is amazing. And um, I, I have one of those little cameras from somewhere from a while back. It's not plugged into anything, but I just know that if I plug that thing in, that's exactly the device. It's the little camera. It's a, you know, it just sits on your network, uh, and yeah, and totally all, open uh, these things. And all it is, it's got a really, a really kind of simple open, um, you know. Almost like Linux it's just got it. the same common password yep. to get into the root so it'll of the be like username and user password to password and you can boom go and it was a company that specifically supplies lots of these devices that yes. did do either i can't remember if it was a recall or they've they've i don't know what they've done well but... they've, they've talked about if they recalled it they reckon it's millions of devices around the world so mm. and and one of the challenges to, to i guess it was all kicking around and around america because it was an american company had been attacked it was like we should really do a recall on this, but the recall would be so hard. I mean, Samsung. Yeah, how do you do it? I've still I not got all their Galaxy Notes back, you know, and, no, that, and, and that's, that's and that's banned yeah. from airplanes, and everybody's saying don't use it. And a lot of these devices were all um, sort of white label anyway, so they were resold by other people under different brands. You know, so and that's the problem. Yeah, so, they're, so they're using this little chip from a, this manufacturer, um, and and it's this. Um, so there you go. It's it's Zhong Zhong Mai Technologies. Um, and they they basically make a little chip, probably for for pennies, and it gets it gets plugged into hundreds of different products, you know. So they were talking about yeah. it's in Blu-ray players, it's in all of the different devices, yeah. and these are all connected now. Tesco Bank suffered account losses, not only account losses, they lost money out of those accounts from fraud, um, and they reckoned it was done by a systematic and uh, sophisticated attack. Um, forty thousand accounts saw suspicious um, activity. Um, they reckon they know exactly what's going on, but there's obviously now legal cases and stuff like that happening. So, um, they're, yeah. I guess the sad thing about this is uh, again, I unfolded on Twitter on on Saturday afternoon and evening, and Tesco took until Sunday afternoon to actually confirm. Yeah, there's a problem. Well, don't forget Tesco and nothing to do with the actual product. They just put their name to it. <laughs> no, no, there's an actual, no, there's, there's, they've got, they've got 4,000 staff. They're an actual, and they've got, no, Edinburgh, Glasgow, Newcastle. They're big employers for Tesco Bank. So it's a, But I'm sure that Tesco Bank is really just a customer service in you know, front end to someone else's product. I, I don't think, I don't think, I think there's a bit of it when they started off, but then I think started branching off on their own and doing their own thing. Okay, maybe, maybe um, and that's and because of some of the services they offer are different. And, and anyway, the reason, the reason, only reason I saw it on Twitter is one of the guys I follow was like, just just a warning. Um, my account's just been done. I phoned Tesco, and there's lots of people with the same issue. Just do a search mm. on Twitter for Tesco Bank right now, and mm. lo and behold, there was loads of people saying something's happened because all my you know all these accounts are getting hit. It's very unusual to see it, you know, it's, it's, it's almost blatant. And 
to 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 hit a central bank uh, yeah. a back the back end bank systems that's pretty rare to yep. you normally try on either the front end systems or you know other ways or just just you know, like, getting people to pay you yes. rather than or you've you been targeted to... you know somebody's got your details have hacked your account and taken money out but to hack yeah. you know tesco and do it and and also not at the core they did it the, the week. weekend because and obviously that... more yeah. staff are off it puts it does make you wobble i mean tesco at pains to say obviously you've got no financial risk anything fraudulently taken will be put back but obviously there's delays on that and it can cause you extra headaches and um you know problems obviously it can put, cause anyone a problem that anyway um, and the yeah. re- reputational damage you know you'd be like Massive, well yeah. well you know either at least what i should do is probably split my accounts so it's against a few different things a few different brands you know not not related but not everything in one pot more massive hacking adult friend find a penthouse um on different accounts of similar types uh, loads of accounts 412 million i mean this is this is like the second biggest that we've known of yeah in- and and the thing that was horrible about this one was that um it was something like 90 percent of the passwords were just held in clear text um, the other ones were held with a really simple, straightforward, um, you know, encryption. It was they'd already unlocked ninety-seven percent of the passwords, and um, and and also a bit more heinous. Even if you didn't, you know, if you don't particularly like the idea of using those networks, but if you tried it and then left, there was hundreds of you know thousands of accounts that when you looked at it were people that had left. Um, yeah, so they reckon 40 million members that log in at least once every two years, which just still isn't exactly high, is it? No. Uh, 339 million accounts that just uh, left dormant, basically. So, yeah, mm. yuck. And there's plenty of opportunity in this for uh, bribery and blackmail because this is um, sort of sexual-based um, accounts and services, basically. Anyway, um, 3Mobile also had um, an- another hack. Uh, I say another one. So another <laughs> hack to a mobile company. Six million customers' private information um, is at risk, and this turns out someone has basically taken an upgrade database um, login from a. Uh, it said, they said from one of their employees, and that upgrade database held obviously all the user details for people. And it sounds like the company's been or this this the hacker's been using the data to upgrade people onto new um handsets and then intercept the delivery of the handset when it they, when they try and uh, deliver it to your door or even at the actual store so um and, that, so. and, that, and that's how they found because what, what they reckoned was there was such an uptick on um phones being intercepted you know obviously they just saw mm. this spike and it was like right something's something's clearly happened as so a, there's lots more robberies it's yeah. actually it's coming down to actual physical theft um say based on this upgrade database that's been staken and they say it's been a customer uh, sorry a, a staff's login that's been used to do that yes um mm. this is fun this is a bit of the news isn't it um Another interesting one, Facebook. Better, honestly, yeah, yeah. So Facebook uh, has forced Admiral to pull down its uh, this car insurance pricing system. So Admiral, we're going to run out a uh, process onto Facebook because you could sign up to it. It's called Far, um, First Car Quote, and basically you sign up and give them access to your Facebook data. They would interrogate your Facebook data and decide from your posts and your activities, whether they thought you were a responsible person and therefore could be a responsible driver by taking things like keywords out of your posts and and then reducing your 
uh, insurance costs based on that data. Now, they promised that they would only ever reduce and not increase based on increased risk. Um, but they reckon that you could save up to £350 a year if you gave up all of that data. Facebook then basically at the last minute, okay, no, you can't do that. That's a breach of our privacy um, um, and therefore don't do that and you're not allowed to. So they've now released the same product, but it doesn't actually do any of the analysis. So I don't really know what it does. No, and the, the weird bit was that the Admiral went to press on this. You know, so they made a big show about it and people were like, wow. And they said it was voluntary, so don't worry. It's not something we're going to do. You know, we're not we're going to secretly go and look at Chris Hutchinson and realise he's a racing car driver and he's he's clearly a threat to the nation and his insurance should be whatever. Um, it was all voluntary. It was all positive. But then, like, nine hours after making this big you know splash but it's like facebook no we're not letting you do it yeah and they found basically the i think it's probably they thought they i mean because effectively it is going down into the realms of offering products and services at reduced rate based on the data on their network and they have a specific um item in their privacy policy not that it was ever read it it probably took them that long to find it yeah um <laughs> that says yeah you can't discriminate uh, or reduce the you know availability of a service based on the data on the network so that's not allowed anyway so yeah it's a bit of a last minute thing and when when this is the start that's the start of it though even if facebook re- you know reject that now it doesn't mean they will forever and it no. certainly doesn't mean other providers will reject it no because it's because it wants to stop facebook tying up with battle card and yeah. and saying well we're going to partnership and we're changing our terms and conditions to allow it mm-hmm. um whatsapp won't share uk user data with facebook ads for now um so this war we we talked about this uh probably <laughs> i say weeks ago but it's probably our last podcast um so whatsapp um did update their privacy policies to say that we could share data and advertising sort of stuff between us and facebook no one was saying well, no one expected anything different other than that to happen but they've now come back and said uh we're putting a hold on that for a bit i think uk privacy um campaigners sort of maybe helped with that yeah um, so it was. Um, so UK Information Commissioner actually said we, we that you know there's not enough information there. They've not been really clear and explicit to cons- you know consumers about what's actually happened. So blocked. It's interesting that they're that they're starting to maybe just get a little bit more. Um, I don't know. Aggressive is maybe the word for it. You know, aggressive privacy control and Facebook actually listening and knowing that this causes big problems for them if they don't listen. Uh, yeah. Because I know in the past there's been lots of you know there's been lots of posturing and then in reality is you know the kind of government, um, I guess government departments don't really do anything. And I guess there's lots of deals in the background getting done and you know that's only going to happen more. I mean, there's a big splash this week about Google bringing a you know spending in one billion on the UK and building a new office. But that was just confirming what they'd agreed to do a year ago. You know, so. And they did say that if, depending on what happens in Brexit, we'll re- we've got the right to just say that that's not going to happen. Of course they have. You know, it's. Uh, but I think, I think it sounded sensible because because a lot of the times, and, and I'm as good as anybody, something will change. You just go, oh, accept. Uh, all the time. I don't read what it is. Yeah. So I think a lot of this is they've now realised that if you announce something, then don't do it, and then do it anyway in a month's time. First of all, the news stories all go away. The the furore and the the up in armsness of things like Twitter and Facebook go away, and then it happens anyway. And it, but they've realised if they can if they if they announce something, get that reaction, and then nip it in the bud, 
then in a month's time two months time even six months time it happens and it's no problem it's a bit like whenever the petrol prices go up above key markers in the uk we have a massive backlash everyone says everything is going to end uh there's there's massive like protests then it's it goes up to the price it comes down a little bit everything goes quiet and then it goes even further up and then no one makes a, another no. mention no, until it hits another 50p mark you know it's it's just exactly how it happens or, and i think they've realized think... that in the in the internet sphere that they've just got to announce it bury it and then do it anyway and it's like you know run up to budget you know tax will got by 10 percent. oh it's actually only two yes you know with, you know it's sort of ha huh, you didn't believe all that and it's almost like let's put the worst case scenarios out there yeah. so it makes us look great when we do do what we want to do yeah. um but it's not as bad as what we'd leaked you know and i think there's a bit of that going on with some of these things yeah exactly um cross-platform facetime also wants to be cross-platform sort of facetime-ish type thing so they're adding video calls to all of their products and services which makes you know, immediately they've got this video service across all the different platforms. It's a pretty powerful proposition there. Um, GoPro quietly recalling its Karma drone apparently keeps running out of um, power and therefore is crashing. And, and, and I guess the reason I did this in is because you, you're a GoPro user. GoPro, great brand, struggling a little bit. So they're struggling to kind of meet the market expectations and also they're getting a lot of competition. So you've got things like Nikon and a whole lot of other cheaper devices as well, you know, basically saying, well, we can do this. Um, so the, the Karma drone was a, a big kind of a, a big new product for them. It wasn't so much it just, it just, it, it was weird. You just see people flying and it would just go, it just, it would just turn off. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and even weirdly, there's a couple of videos where you heard it turn off and just before it crashed, it was turning on again. Mm-hmm. The rotors started spinning around and it was like, oh, that's ugly. Reboot. Um, so yeah, it's a shame. Um, uh, it's a, uh, and also just with, with DJI are killing it right now. So they've got their yeah. um, Mavic, which which yeah. shacks all. I mean, the size wise looks amazing, but they've struggled to deliver it. It looks like they've they've rushed to market to make sure that that, that GoPro didn't get a foot in. <laughs> yeah, so but, it's just everyone's rushing in. But at the same problem. time, they announced two new products this week. So it was a Phantom Four Pro and also their new bigger one. And again, just. They, they, I saw an article that said the only competition to DJI is DJI. No, they've got mm-hmm. they've always got the, the platform is so complete that it's now hard to decide which which DJI product do I want if you're into droning. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting just to see you know. So they've recalled it. I think they said it was two and a half thousand units, um, and it's just you know how how big a recall is it? I mean, is it six months before they they get the product out? Is yeah, because if you've got an order in, that's on hold until they can get production getting out again and it's kind of a big big deal it is and once once people have it in their head it's hard to let go hard to let you know it's like the samsung gear you know that not gear the what's it called note samsung note yes the note note 7 so while we've been away nintendo also announced their next console the switch like a hybrid between tablet and a kind of traditional console so the tablet device you can take with you play your games and then you can slot it back into the um <clears throat> the home hub if you like and then have it, it plays those games on your tv um it's got kind of detachable controllers on each side of the tablet so you can uh, attach it to you can have them in your lounge as sort of little ones um you can one you can play multiplayer on your little tablet device because you've got two device you know two little handset things um it looked it looked clever it looked quite flexible just you know 
you know, I don't. I've lost a bit of confidence in Nintendo getting these nailing these things right. It doesn't. The problem is I have with it is it doesn't like something I'm going to buy. No, and I was the same. Um, Shaq's the same. I don't know if it's, is it an age thing. You know, is maybe it, a, it is could it be the type of games we play. But I looked at it and thought this is doing nothing for me. And, and they what... try to advertise it as really good for like travelers and people who want to go and do these things. But you think, well, it's only good if you're ever you're going to you keep coming back to your kind of docking station. I don't it's know. Nice. Just and 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 the thing is, it's the same IP again. I know their IP is amazing. You know, so the Mario, Zelda, you know, that they've just got an amazing set of IP. You know, Pokemon. They've got a, there's some great games there, but it just feels like more of the same. Yeah, um, but then again, they just announced the new Mario, didn't they? And they got a five percent share increase, which for Nintendo's huge, it's like massive, massive bump. No, I, I, absolutely, and and I'm sure, I'm sure there's going to be some great games on it. But it just, I just looked at, it just all felt a bit weird, you know, yeah. all these little Joy Cons, and you can turn it this way, and you can, can do this, and you can do I that. I like and... the idea that this is a mobile thing as well as a kind of home station, but but again, I think it's potentially going to take more than one generation to get that right and i don't think they've got more than one generation in them at the moment i just think phones and tablets have killed a dedicated gaming device for for mass market i think they're still for the fun yeah because that fun little casual gaming market's been taken up by the phone yeah yeah. you know so just just the fact that i can fire it up and play you know like i'm just i'm just going to all my latest games you know so hey most tvs nowadays coming with with android you can play your Android games exactly. on your TV and for the casual game if they really just want to dip in. And that's the thing, you know, you go and you fire up either, you know, like I fired up, the, I've picked up a Samsung TV and it's got its Tizen, it's all other games on it. My mum's Android TV's got games on it. It's, it's, yeah. so I, I don't know, we'll see. Um, there's there's some more news comes out in January because um, they didn't talk about price, didn't talk about very much, didn't really talk about, it showed you some games, but that was about it. Um, yeah. There was no real, you know, you know, footage and didn't confirm specs. There's been rumours it's a 720p screen, um, which doesn't, you know, maybe in a, a handheld, that's all you do need. But, you know, when you look yeah, at... Well, at the end of the day, you know, they generally, they was, know more it, than it, us. I felt I felt <laughs> almost quite sorry for them because I was sitting there being... Look, and it was only a two and a half minute video and then there was a whole kind of hour, hour about it. And I was like, this, this just, I've got no interest. You know, and I yeah, feel... Maybe it's I, just age. Maybe it's I, age. I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, um, we did say we weren't going to go on for an hour, but we nearly have, so let's do might as well just drag it out. Um, PSVR, what was your thoughts? Oh, it's too late, it's gone. It's not gone, I've just moved up a wee bit. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I did that, I just thought I would <laughs> tidy up the show notes. Um, so I picked up... So a... yeah, how, when, when did it arrive and how has it been? I picked up a PSVR, I got it on release day, um, and it was returned two days later. Why? Can you not cope with it? It made me sick. Completely sick. So the the first night, admittedly, it was quite late on. So I it was a it was a Thursday it came out, which is all I don't know why. And the PS4 Pro came out on Thursday, so maybe that's just Sony's release day is a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out on Thursday. Um, the the unboxing, fantastic, you know, and the actual headset design, best headset I've tried. Mm-hmm. And I've tried the Vive and the Oculus, but this was so comfy on. Um, and the industrial design was fantastic. And I guess you maybe expect that from Sony. You know, they've got that expertise. And when I first booted it up, the screen certainly was you know, slightly more pixely than a than a Vive or Oculus, mm-hmm. but it, it it all felt good, and um, it came with. So I'd picked up a couple of games, I'd downloaded a couple of games, and it, but it came with a demo disc. So I thought, well, we'll just start with the demo disc, and I'll run through some some demo games. So I tried Battlezone, which is a tank game, 
And straight away, my, my, my brain was totally tricked because although I've got a joypad in front of me, yeah, I'm, I'm looking down at the, I want to move that big, you know, I'm inside a tank and I want to move yeah. all the controls and you're looking down and it's, and, and it felt really good. It was really mm -hmm. solid. Um, and I played Battlezone and it was like, this is, this is fantastic. You know, I had a, you know, I was sitting there, big grin. This is, this is great. You know, 350 quids. Boom. I then tried, um, God, what's the racing game that I really loved? I can't remember its name now. Oh, that's annoying. Anyway, I tried the big racing game that's came out. And within three corners. Car my, club? Uh, no, drive club. Drive club. Um, within three corners. And, and the graphics certainly were a step down on drive clubs. Mm -hmm. You know, and it was like, and you could tell. But within three corners, there was just, and I, went, I came to this third corner, and literally everything, well, I was all over the place. Mm -hmm. I was just like, whoa, I've never had that experience. And I put mm -hmm. a headset on. I literally felt like I was sitting on the sofa. I literally, I literally felt like everything was swirling and moving. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not a good feeling. And instantly I started feeling a bit, whoa, feeling really <laughs> sicky. So I just thought, I'm stopping this, just in case. And within 15 minutes, I was like, I'm sick. Wow. So it's the, I was like, the, yeah. I was like, wow, I've never had, and I've tried you know, old <laughs> Oculuses, the new Oculus. If I, so the next day I thought, give it an hour and don't play, don't play Drive Club. But within an hour, same again. Um, and I and I was like, right. And I've got other health issues now. And the other thing, it was straining my right eye. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've got migraines and stuff. And I was like, I don't get this with any other headset. There's something about that that was causing it that I don't they, know they, what it was. They certainly threw the DK2 on the Oculus um, before and the certainly older sort of incremental versions. They they did say how important the resolution and the refresh rate is in how important that is to to stop it i mean the 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 problem you get with this motion sickness is when there's an there's a difference in what your brain's expecting uh, to see and feel and what it does see and feel so you even with an oculus you get massive problems when you're going up and down because that's what your body's expecting to feel up and down motion it doesn't in a car i can kind of accept it your brain sort of gets used to it after a while but it yeah so it's I think the, probably the slightly lower resolution and the 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 slightly lower refresh rate. If you are susceptible to getting ill, well, then you're going to get much more. The interesting thing: the refresh rates are ninety hertz. You know, so it's a okay. it's a really strong refresh rate. So I, I just don't know if it was that particular bit with Dream Club. But the next day, I tried it. I played rigs, and I thought that was fantastic. So that's like an esports type thing. You're in a mech, and you've got the whole. You know, you're using your pad and controlling it around, but. What what let that 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 game was fine. There's a couple of other games I played were fine, but what was letting the tech down during that? So it was daytime, and see the kind of older camera, it kept losing the tracking. So basically, if you're in a kind of slightly bright room, it wasn't tracking, mm -hmm. and it would lose the. And, and so for yeah. all I know, that's what happened the night before. Yeah. Um, but I just felt too many issues. Uh, I'm not going to. And and so um, our, our our good um, gaming friend Jasper, he got one and loves it. Yeah. Can play it for hours, no problems at all. And there's hundreds of people, thousands of people that are that are loving it because you can see it in the forums. Yeah. It's just a, a a fantastic platform, and I think actually it is. Uh, you could probably argue far more successful than a Vive. Obviously, it's sold more than Vive and Oculus, mm -hmm. and I think it has brought you know VR to the masses. It is yeah. the one that's that's doing it. But for me, it just didn't work. So it was a return to Amazon, and I could ease a, I could easily have made so much money. Yeah, looked, I, didn't, I, I was going to say, why didn't you? Because I, I don't like doing that. It's just not, it's just not ah. right. 
So I had the I had the I had the, the headset and I also had the two move controllers. And believe it or not, the move controllers were you couldn't couldn't buy them for love and the money. Um so on eBay, a seventy pound um new were going for two hundred. <laughs> and I just returned mine. People are desperate. But they were desperate because they were picking them up and not realising you had to get them. So they just instantly mm-hmm. sold out. Um, so a bit of a shame. I also, I as well as buying a new telly last week, I picked up a PS4 Pro, which I know where you were like, why? Um, <laughs> so what? And and I just it was my it was my kind of route into 4K gaming and slightly better graphics on current consoles. And on the games I've played so far, definite thumbs up. You know, mm-hmm. really, really. So last Last of Us in 4K with HDR, stunning looking. And that's a two or three year old game. And um, Uncharted 4 again, stunning looking. And um, I picked up Titanfall. Uh, I know mm-hmm. you've got it on Xbox, and I started playing Titanfall, and again, it's not 4K, um, so it, but it's it's not 1080p, so it's like I think they're going for 1440p yeah. and doing all sorts of fancy, I think they call it checkerboarding, to try and get it up to what it looks like 4K, so there's all of the tricks going on, but again, just starting looking game. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, good bit of So you're happy with that purchase? Yeah. I, like I say, I'm waiting for the new Xbox. I think the new I, Xbox I can't wait. Is- going to be exciting i think you know and it'll, we'll it'll, it'll be pretty easy they, they did a they did a bit of a chat because this it was 15 years this week since the original xbox mm. and um so they were doing a whole of pr this week and i think the is it phil spencer paul spencer phil spencer phil spencer he he was basically saying you know you need, people need to remember this is a premium console you know it's it will be more expensive than current consoles yeah he's laying the foundation yeah there. I, mean, I, I think it'll be you know 400 450 500 maybe even i think it will be a so i price. seem to remember when i first bought my original xbox 400 that I, was it 600 pounds by the time you bought some games on top of it well i, I wanted to see was it 500 and then within a month or two they dropped the price so you could yeah so that so it they, was like 500 games and then you bought three games with it and it was like 600 quid that yeah you spent but on was there not xbox something one? that within a month they dropped the price and if you'd already bought it they gave you two free games there was yes, something if you, you filled in a thing you picked your games and they sent you them Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're I right. have that in my head. Yes, because they did get a lot of criticism because I think it was 500, 550 odd quid and it was a lot of money for a, a console at the time. But I think this one is going to be more PC type price. So I think we're going to be talking quite a lot of money. But we'll see next year. They will obviously get that out. Uh, but it does sound like a good bit of hardware. Um, but there you go. Um, right. We've got to the end of this news and uh, kind of thought. So sorry it's been a, an hour, but it was always going to happen, I think. Um Anything else before we sign off? No, I've actually got two or three things I was going to do as picks, but you know what? I'm done. Yeah, let's, let's, let's save them. Um, um, we will promise to do a bonus on a better schedule now. <laughs> well, I was actually going to say, we might only do one more this year because it's... Um, okay. <laughs> ne- well, ne- next week's like Thanksgiving and Black Friday, so there's not but much But at least it'll be on a good schedule. <laughs> so, so we'll do one before Christmas, and we'll, okay. s- and we'll see you next year. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. We'll, just, we'll judge it by what comes out, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense, so... In the meantime, if you want to find out what we're doing, digitaloutbox.com is the website. Info at digitaloutbox.com is the email address and Twitter is digitaloutbox. I'm on Twitter as CheesyUK and my blog is academyracer.co.uk. Ian, where can we find you? Blog is ian.net and I'm on Twitter as Shweeper. Lovely. And we will speak to you all soon, if not next week, if not beyond, into the new year. Speak to you then. Goodbye. Goodbye.
dog. Of course you can hear the dog. I was expecting you to give a shout out to the dog at the end as well. Has the dog got a Twitter handle? <laughs> Big up to the dog. Is that his Twitter handle? No. No. Oh. Hello. 